Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. This is your host, Professor Stark, and I want to thank everybody for tuning into today's episode of Psilocybin University. Today's episode is going to be a little unique because basically what I have for you guys today is a recording of what I would call a, an extended microphone test. I had gone to Professor Hadwin's house for us to do about an eighth of Golden Teachers each, and uh, considering I knew we weren't going to be able to get the right environment to record a proper episode, I basically just convinced him to hook up these inexpensive lapel microphones that I have just to test the sound quality under the circumstances to see if it's something that we can use in a pinch going forward. But before we get started with today's episode, we would like to ask you guys to check us out on Twitter instagram and youtube and if you guys can please follow us and subscribe we also have a neat little website that we created where we post some content such as pictures and videos and i also wanted to take a minute to talk a little bit about how through anchor we have a listener support page so to explain a little bit about what this listener support page is all about it's uh basically if you guys out there really like this podcast um you can help support us with small monthly donations and these kind contributions will give us the ability to keep making content for you guys as well as upgrading equipment to be able to provide you with better sound quality and it'll give us an ability to do better episodes overall. It's definitely not something that's mandatory. We're going to keep doing this regardless because we enjoy doing it and if you guys enjoy doing it that's all that matters but if anybody out there is interested in helping this podcast grow every little thing helps. So if you guys can the link will be in the description and it won't take too long. It takes about 60 seconds you guys could sign up and it'll help us greatly because we love doing this podcast and we definitely don't want to stop so listener support will give us the ability to grow the podcast and be able to bring you guys bigger and better episodes so now that we got all that stuff out of the way i would like to present to you guys psilocybin university episode number five enjoy Make me yawn. No, that that's a that's a legit like. Uh, I remember learning that yawning is a way for your brain to cool itself down. Like, are they like overworking the brain or something? Yeah, to an extent, because you know, like, I've sh- I don't know, I've shown I think I've shown you shown you photos, but if you look up any imaging of a brain scan of a normal brain and a brain scan of a brain that's got psilocybin in it, like the one the person that has mushrooms in their system, it, it's just so much more lit up and so much more active. So yeah, I mean. Like I said, when I take higher doses, I feel like my brain is just, is just a ball of electricity. It's like those, uh, what do you call those? Those balls that when you touch it, the electricity follows you. Well, yeah, I think it's a stat. I don't know. But whatever it is, my brain feels like it's that. It's just surging constantly. It literally feels like there's vomit being shoved into my mouth. Once again, I'm sorry, folks. If we're turning, yeah, don't turn the one off the screen. Yeah, no, like I said, if you're gonna if you're gonna base the consumption of mushrooms on one of our personal experiences definitely do it with Mr. Hadwin. Like I said, I'm very dramatic when it comes to shit like this, but if you want to put me in a roller coaster with a broken seatbelt, I'm all for it. <laughs> Not because I'm suicidal or anything, just because that's how my brain works. I respond better to danger than to inconveniences. Which, now that I think about it, really isn't such a bad thing anyway. I'd rather do better in dangerous situations than inconvenient ones. Let's just put it this way. When shit hits the fan, and if it's do or die, I'd rather respond well to that than uh, take getting a, a, sh- a flu shot very well. Right. I mean, as I've gotten older, I could do shots more, but I'll tell you one thing, if I know that I gotta get a needle, 
I'll have anxiety up until the very moment. But then again, this, this is also come. This is this is the kind of contradictory person I am. I have tattoos, people, more than one. They're not huge tattoos, but they're big enough. And I got one on my wrist, which is a super sensitive area, and one on the one of the tattoos comes on the inside of my bicep, which is also a very sensitive area. But once again, if you try to give me a flu shot or any kind of vaccination, I'm gonna want to be a puddle of tears. I'm not gonna do it. But then I have over 18 hours sitting in the tattoo parlor, getting constantly penetrated by a needle. Fucking yawning and bothering. It's tired. You look tired. If I had to assess your physical state just by how you looked, I'd say you're really tired and you need a nap. But we just both had coffee and a meal, so these things are just starting to seep in and make you feel a little bit better. Making itch too. Oh no, I don't know if we did, but that I get that same sensation too. That it, but let me explain how it is for me, and it might be the same for you. It almost feels like the itch is not a normal itch; like it's so internal that you would have to shave off a layer of your skin to scratch it. <laughs> it's like an itch that can't be cured, cured, and eventually it will go away. I mean, it sounds like it sounds wrong, but like a crackhead, like you know, itching. Like, yeah, it's just, I'm not gonna lie. When I get the itchies on shrooms, I tend to like. Especially when I'm tripping on the mushrooms fully, because then I start having this silly little imagery in my head that I'm a crackhead. Just, you know, like if anybody's ever seen the Chappelle show, you know, the, the crackhead character that he plays. And yeah. The, yeah. But it's, it's, it's not even really an annoyance. It's just one of those weird phenomenon, like the tearing out of one eye it happens to me almost every time. It's not even crying, you know, it's just for some reason my tear duct loses its bladder. Well, the first time we did it together, we, it happened to both of us at the same time. You know? <clears throat> oh man, I wish we could recall that memory. Really. I mean, I'm sure we could, but not right now. But that first time was pretty good. Losing the function of my hands. No, yeah, it was definitely. We definitely took that feeling for granted because it only got more intense and more wild every time after that. And uh, man, I just wish there was a way to record the brain activity on these things because, man, there is. We just don't have access to it. That's <laughs> bothering me. I can't believe it's going to Well, we do live in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, where it can snow anytime. <laughs> no, not anytime, but it <laughs> is the season. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, people. I have on the home stretch here. Most of it done. All right. It's like a scoop and a half. Yeah, but I probably, uh, it's getting harder every time. Let's just say I won't be going this route again. My options for consumption are drying up every time. Unless, I don't know. I gotta find another way, people. Because the thing with me is I don't like to... Feel free to email suggestions. Yeah, please. (laughs) I mean, we've tried all the ones that are common. You know, peanut butter is one of the common. The only thing we really haven't tried yet was tea. And that might be my saving grace because... If I use enough regular tea bags, hopefully the tea's potent enough to cover the taste. For me, it's just a taste thing. And when you make tea, you don't have to worry about actually eating the mushrooms themselves unless you want to. But for the most part, when you make tea, all of the goodness comes out of the mushrooms and you could just discard the mushrooms themselves. So at that point, I'd be in the clear. So maybe I should've did that, considering your mom <laughs> drinks tea and yeah. I'm sure there's no shortage of tea bags. Mm-hmm. And see, 
Another thing, people. This is definitely why I'm not a professor, because I'm a little simple-minded sometimes. <laughs> the one method I haven't tried, I had complete access to every ingredient to do that method, and uh, I don't know, people. I'm just afraid of it. tasting like mushroom water. I'm like, ew. Nah, that's why I'll probably use at least two tea bags. Mm. And a little bit amount, you know, about 12 ounces of water with two tea bags. That shit would taste so potent, plus the sugar. Mm. And once it got lukewarm, I could just chug it. As long as it tasted more like tea than it did mushrooms, I could just chug it. Right. And the fact that it's warm, it'll help metabolize them faster, so it's like boom, boom, boom. Put a little pinch of lemon in there. Mm. <laughs> lemon always spices them up. But in the microdose edition where I go over the, the uh, lemon tech, I'll, I'll explain exactly why the lemon tech is good to use and the, the chemical process that happens when you do it. Um, I don't want to spoil that now because, well, quite frankly, I don't want to get into it. I'm starting to get a little distracted. <laughs> excuse me, excuse me. Like I said, this is going to be some raw raw content for you guys, you know, because we're doing it on the fly. We're not at our normal setup at my, I guess we would call it my home studio setup where things are a little bit more controlled. You know, right now we're, uh, you know, we're just sitting in the kitchen, chilling, talking with my uh, relatively inexpensive lapel microphones, which aren't as good as the quality as the other one. But, you know, we got to do what we got to do. We do what we got to do for you guys because, you know, we want you guys, we want to bring you guys along for this, you know. We want you to come take a trip with us. You know? But I'll also add that we don't condone or advocate the use, sale, or production of psilocybin mushrooms. Wink, wink. <laughs> Definitely don't don't sell them for sure. And if you're gonna grow them, you know, be careful. Personal use only. Yeah, per- personal use only. If so, if you're in a state where it's legal or decriminalized, go for it. Like you people in Jersey. Right over the bridge. You guys are lucky. Remember, you're going to get yourself some legalized marijuana. And psilocybin mushrooms might be on the same ticket. or very close behind. And I know they're... Yeah, but for the most part, where we're from, it's a heavier, heavier, heavier penalty for having mushrooms than it is for weed. That's fucked up. So me and, me and Mr. Hadwin are and treading on thin ice. We're a felony waiting to happen. <laughs> If we get caught with them, we don't sell them or anything like that, right? No, sir. We never do that. But I do grow the shit out of them, <laughs> and we do take the we do take these things. All right, I'm only doing this much more, and then that's all trash. Yes. Oh, that now. Fuck that shit. <laughs> I think that phrase came to be from mushroom tripping. Fuck that shit. <laughs> it, it sounds a lot funnier when you're tripping. Like to you, it just sounds like my dumb ass saying fuck that shit but when you're on shrooms that shit sounds like that's funny (laughs) (laughs) can't even replicate it It yeah it sounds like I don't know like a fucking demon trying to be funny or some shit (laughs) and we also have like 20-30 different laughs that we can bust out at any given time laughs that we never heard from each other I can't do it sober I I can't replicate my (laughs) like see I tried but you get me going on these motherfuckers, and that laugh comes out of nowhere. <laughs> I love how sometimes we just kind of look at each other and just like point and laugh, like to the <laughs> point where we're just like running out of breath, like our <laughs> stomachs hurt. You know, like the one time I was choking and he was laughing at me, <laughs> and then 
then I started laughing at him laughing at me and then I said I need better friends and then we started laughing even harder and then he started coughing or did something and I pointed I stood up real fast pointed and laughed really hard jokingly like pretending to laugh but then I really started laughing hard and then we were just laughing like we were just a, we were just a mess we were just a complete I don't know talk about mountain oh yeah yeah, yeah it's definitely it's crazy man yeah I don't know we've you are taking these things bottles. Huh? Turned into bottles of laughter. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, I'm officially done. It took me about a half an hour to do it, but. I put my standards, but I'll take it. You know what I have to say to your standards? Fuck that shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, how you feeling, Mr. Hadwin? Let's check in on you since now I have the. Uh, I feel great that I don't have to worry about taking these. I feel like I'm in like the uh, calm before the storm movement. Ah, I know exactly what you mean. I know I used the knocking on the devil's door reference in the one of the previous episodes, but that's kind of what it is. It's kind of like you're knocking on the devil's door and uh, you don't know if he's going to answer or not. So. <laughs> but, uh... Peak <clears throat> is just right there. I'm not there yet. Yeah, don't worry. You're going to take a turn for the better or worse, however you want to see it. <laughs> but I do want to have a cigarette, so Definitely. do we have to move the setup over? Let's move over. Yeah. We're going to go huddle up in the corner of the kitchen and smoke cigarettes. If we say anything that might come off the wrong way, please don't hold it against us. you got to consider multiple things. A, you know, we're taking... Yeah, but look, these days, I mean... <laughs> You just gotta understand, we're usually under the influence of something, whether it's marijuana or mushrooms, so that's definitely gonna throw us off. It's terrible. No, I mean, it's not terrible, though. See, that's the reason why we're doing this podcast, because we gotta prove to the world that these things are harmless. You know, like, don't even get me started with weed. Because this podcast isn't weed-centered, I'm not gonna go on and on and on about it, but let's just put it this way. I say it all the time. When you get drunk and you go driving, you could, go, you could potentially kill somebody. Now, when you get high on weed, the only potential that you have for killing anything is food or, or sitting on a couch, you know what I mean? So I don't even want to get started on that. Like, the fact that alcohol is legal and, and marijuana is not is just it's ridiculous. But I will say, I don't recommend anybody driving or don't do anything you wouldn't do drunk on mushrooms. They're, they're, they're not so much a physical distraction. You got a solid 20 minutes in your affairs again. Yeah, you're yeah, you definitely. In. Like, I, I can't stress set and setting enough. Like, you got to make sure your mind's right, and you got to make sure the area you're tripping in is right. Because any inconvenience, anything that's too much for you to process, is just going to send you through a loop. So don't drive. Don't do anything too crazy. I mean, you go out in the public, you know, go to a concert and shit like that. But I, I really wouldn't try doing too much physical stuff while you're on the influence of these things, especially higher dosages. I hear people all the time doing random shit on mushrooms. Yeah, I, I would say the same thing about weed, but unfortunately, I've become really accustomed to doing things higher on weed, like, especially driving. It's like, um, but the responsible part of me wants to tell our listeners out there: do not drive on weed. But realistically speaking, when it comes to weed, if you can, go for it. I don't think we're legally obligated to make those kind of disclaimers or whatever you want to call it. Alright, that better. I mean, morally, maybe. <laughs> so that's why I say, morally speaking, I don't recommend you guys doing anything that is potentially illegal or harmful, but, you know, what do they say, man? If you smoke them, if you got them. 
So if you can, if you can handle it, go ahead and put it. The only disclaimer I'll make is do not drive on psilocybin mushrooms. Do not drink and drive. But when it comes to weed, hey, you can do it. Drive funny. Like I keep catching like shadows in the peripheral vision. Like, like, yeah, I keep catching shadows in my peripherals. Uh, many sensations you get from It's like, but what's crazy is you can see so much distortion and things change with your eyes open. But it's like when you close your eyes, the show remains the same. It's like you can conjure up just as much crazy craziness with your eyes shut as you can with your eyes open. That's the thing with the mushroom. You can't escape them. Right. Once they're in there, they're in there. Right. We both are filling up in the middle of the trip. <laughs> it might mild it down a little bit, but I'm telling you, once these things process inside of you, there's not much you can do to get out of it. So I also have to warn people against when you take them. You take them where you know you're not going to have any distractions and you know you got about five to six hours and just pure, you know, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you have kids at home and you, and you feel inclined to take them when they're around, if you're a single parent, make sure they're sleeping and they're heavy sleepers because if they wake up out of nowhere and then all of a sudden you got to play mommy or daddy, oh man. And we're both single parents, so we're speaking from experience. I'll tell you one thing, the last thing in the world me or Mr. Hadwin want is uh, one of our little ones coming to, uh, coming to us with a great need that we can't fulfill mentally because we just can't figure out if we're dreaming or if they're really staying in front of us. Oh, does it sound terrible to people? Nah, but to speak a little bit about our children, I mean, myself and Mr. Hadwin, we have children, and uh, my son, he's nine years old, his daughter is five years old. I was calling her four for the past two years, but that's just the mental part on my part because I'm just, I don't know. Like, some of very, uh, I don't know, I'm a little loopy sometimes. Yeah, I mean, so we don't have like newborn children that we're responsible for 24 7, so it's not like we're, you know, always tripping balls. We don't, you know, we really don't trip around our kids for the most part, especially at my house when Mr. Hagman comes over. My child's usually with his mother. And we have the house to ourselves, and all we gotta worry about is that little runt of a dog of mine. Mm. But um, yeah, so you you know, typically when we're tripping, it's, it's it's when we're to ourselves in a controlled environment. So we're, we're free to trip freely. I mean, the only potential thorns or you know any potential roadblocks that come with that is if uh, our outside lives happen to come calling the cell phones or texting us with some kind of emergency or situation. Like, for example, if somebody's watching your kid at home and you gotta take a shower and nobody's there to sit with the kid, <laughs> they can throw a monkey wrench into your plan. Definitely. And when you, think, for <laughs> yeah, when you think about it from a sober standpoint, if you it's not that difficult. Just go drive home, sit with your kid, let your uh, babysitter take a shower. And it's like, no, nah, you know what? I can't. <laughs> right? <laughs> I can't. <laughs> So then you build this whole catastrophe in your head. The funniest part for me was I was freaking out as much as him. But then I realized to myself, not selfishly, but funny enough that I said, I was like, you know what? I just had to realize it wasn't my problem. I felt so much better than he was still. Mr. Hadwin was still freaking I felt bad. But there was nothing I could do. And I knew it. So, and that's what mushrooms do to you, man. Instead of, uh, like, sometimes when you're in a normal state of mind, you dwell on things that you should have done or could have done. 
when you're on mushrooms, you realize the situation and the problems at hand, but then you just say, you know what? I did my best. Nothing I can do now. Whatever. <laughs> So yeah, right now, I mean, we're going to go ahead and probably take a little bit of a break and try to check in with you guys when uh, we start to feel uh, a shift. So um, for right now, we're going we're gonna to check out and we'll, uh, we'll be back in a little bit, guys. Alrighty, everybody. Unfortunately, that's it for today's episode of Psilocybin University. I would like to thank everybody for tuning in today and showing support for this podcast. As always, I encourage you guys to contact us by any means that you see fit, whether it be via Twitter, Instagram, email, or whatever. Um, We definitely want to hear from you guys. We want to know how we're doing and what kind of content you guys want us to deliver in the future. But I'm going to start something new for the ending of episodes. Instead of just simply saying bye or peace or anything like that, I want to start ending with a quote, whether it be inspirational funny or whatever. I just want to share something with you guys that I find entertaining or thought-provoking. So for today's quote, it's going to be, life is like riding a bicycle. To keep your balance, you must keep moving. Have a good day, everybody.